In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please, be, please be seated. Can you hear me? Can you see me? <laughs> when, I, when I stand on the nave floor, that can be an issue. So I bring you greetings from Bishop Bruno and Bishop Glasspool and from the entire diocesan staff. We are here to help you in any way we can. And I'm particularly grateful to be with you all this morning because I'm your area bishop. And to be able to be here at a formal visitation in, uh, for one of my congregations is always just a, a great joy for me. And I do want to say that you have been blessed with uh, wonderful clergy, amazing singers. Um, And, and just, there's such a good spirit here. So I was going to, when I was reading and preparing for this sermon, I thought about the gospel reading and I thought, holy guacamole, every time I hear that gospel, I think about the Beatles song, I am he and you are he, and we, you, know, you, you know what I'm talking about? So I'm not touching that gospel today. But what I do wanna talk about is a little bit about the reading from Acts where uh, Paul and the, the other disciples, the prison doors were blown off the Holy Spirit blew it out, right? So I want to talk about the Holy Spirit today. And I think it's very good that we're talking about the Holy Spirit since we're going to be confirming people, right? Do you see how I'm trying to knit this together? Okay, stick with me, because if I don't do it, you can tell me at the end. So I want to talk about a movement of the Spirit in a way that's a little bit different. I want to talk with you about Bishop Bruno's, by the way, he's doing fabulous, looks good, feels good, He's wonderful, and it's great to have him back with us so strong. His, uh, when he was in the hospital, it came to him that, that among the things that are most important is nutrition, especially fresh fruits and vegetables. So he, in conjunction with some of the doctors at City of Hope, came up with the idea of Seeds of Hope. And that is, he's trying to turn grasslands or empty lots in the church that churches have into growing gardens and it's especially important in urban areas where things like fresh fruits and vegetables you don't get in as ready a supply at the little corner grocery store that you that you find in urban areas as you do in like Arvons or pavilions right there we you know I live in Irvine you go to the you go to the pavilions there it's you know 80 bazillion different kinds of vegetables and fruits that's not true in our urban areas. So I want to tell, I, I told a couple of stories this morning and I realized that the Holy Spirit was moving in a very different way for me because I left out some key components. Uh, and so I'm gonna come, I'm, and I also forgot about the history of this church. So I'm gonna tie that back together. But the thing that I didn't say, and where, which I think is so fabulous, is that the two stories I want to tell, there are people that you know in this parish that are directly responsible for these things happening. And, um, and I couldn't believe that I didn't make that connection earlier, but I think that's another movement of the spirit, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay. So how many of you know Father Lee Walker? Raise your hand. Okay. Father Lee Walker came to me right after I was made bishop and introduced me to something called Project Angel Food, which is his big passion, right? And so Project Angel Food is a group that takes unused, you know, un, unused land in LA and turns it into, into gardens where they raise vegetables and fruits for their kitchen where they feed, uh, they create meals and feed people with HIV, AIDS, and cancer. 
So it's a very amazing place. So he calls me one day and he says, Bishop, Project Angel Food needs a plot of land in downtown, you know, in the, you know, downtown kind of LA, Koreatown area. And I said, I don't have any congregations that have land. You know, and, and I'm like, but you know, do you realize St. James's land? I mean, we have all these places that are landlocked. Well, that was on a Saturday. Sunday, I'm meeting with the vestry of St. Mary's and Mariposa. Now, St. Mary's and Mariposa is a nascent Japanese community that um, where nobody, nobody lives around the church that goes there from the Japanese part of the community. They all drive in. Why? Because that was their historic church. That's where, that's where mom still goes to church. That's where grandpa went to church. So people drive in. There's one family that drives all the way from Irvine to, to Koreatown every Sunday because that's their church. I'm there visiting with their vestry. I'm in the second floor uh, room with the vestry. And I look out their window. And I see this double plot of land. You know, so it was butted up against the building I was in. And then there was a chain link fence along the front where, the, um, you know, where it would have been on the street. And so I said, who owns that? And they said, we do. It, we, we had two houses on it, but they, they weren't safe anymore, so we had to tear down the houses. Every six months, we have to go and weed the plot of land. And I said, I, I started talking with them about Project Angel, well, I started talking to them about Project Angel Food, and then one person said to me, well, Bishop, we were hoping to build a parking lot there, so when we have funerals, we have enough parking spaces. I said, please don't build, please don't build a parking lot. I said, it would be a grace-filled moment if you had a triple park in your regular parking lot for a funeral. You know, do it that way, but don't use that for that. So Project Angel Food came in and trans, you know, and took over that plot of land and turned it from this ugly blight on the block to this amazing garden where food is produced for people with HIV AIDS and cancer. Fresh vegetables on that land. They also had to take down a house when I was there that was right next to the church on this side, and the same thing was gonna be this empty lot. So, but they partnered with somebody, uh, an organization, zero to, is zero to five, first five, anybody know what I'm talking about? For, pre, for, pre, for preschool, right? And they turned it into the most amazing garden for the preschoolers, 65 preschoolers, imagine two and a half year olds to five year olds paddling down the street. Because there was a preschool a half a block away. They turned it into a community garden for the preschool. Isn't that amazing? And my favorite part, because I toured that garden, you know, they have a pizza garden in there, it's shaped as a wheel, and it's all the topping, they grow all the toppings that would go on top of a pizza. In the, is that not cute? Don't you want to do that in your backyard? <laughs> anyway, so what the rector did, what the rector did was she talked the, um, the people that were putting in the, that community garden into having two benches out front and a statue of La Virgen de Guadalupe. Because even though that church is physically situated in Koreatown, it's, so it, there's also a large Oaxacan community around there. So now, on any given day, you find people out there sitting and praying right outside this beautiful community, this beautiful garden that's growing food for the preschool up the street. And there's always flowers there for the Virgin of Guadalupe. People will leave bouquets of flowers. So, but it was one phone call from Lee Walker, who I know was here in this church, that 
and, and me looking down on this piece of land at a vestry meeting I wasn't supposed to be at, but I caught, called into at the last minute, that made that happen. And so it's forced the people that go to church there, the rector started having them walk around the block now, because it used to be they would drive in and drive out, drive in and drive out, and never stay. They walk around the block now. And do you know how, what they've identified themselves as being now? Do you know who they are and what they'll say they are? We're the heart of the block. We're the heart of the block. Because they actually had their own uh, one plot of land um, where they have a community garden for the community around them. So there's three different gardens on this piece of property in Koreatown. Who knew? And it's made them, it's, it's transformed the life of that congregation in a very, very powerful way. That was a movement of the spirit. That's story number one. I got another one for you. And where's my, where's my, where's my lady? Oh, there you go. Could you please stand up? You're my prop for the day. Okay. So, so this, this young lady is a member of Prince of Peace in Woodland Hills. All right? So she identified herself to me because I was at Prince of Peace in Woodland Hills not too long ago, and we saw each other. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I, part of my sermon is telling a story about what happened at Prince of Peace in Woodland Hills. <laughs> is that not a movement of the Holy Spirit, too? The Holy Spirit is on fire. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's what happens. Bishop Bruno starts Seeds of Hope. He has this man, uh, Tim Alderson, who's coordinating this project with him. Tim Alderson was called in by uh, Grand Reasoner, who's the rector at Prince of Peace, to go see what they can do on, because they have a plot of land. They do have a garden area, but they had this other large area that they didn't really want to turn into a, you know, you know, grow more food on the ground because, you know, it's, it gets like to be 112 out there. It's a little, it's a little toasty. So they were, look, they were thinking about doing something else, doing something else, maybe an orchard. Well, Tim goes on a Wednesday, I think it's a Wednesday, to Prince of Peace. Wednesday afternoon, this other agency that Tim works with, and, and that's a Jewish agency that's doing kind of a similar thing, uh, the woman called and she says, we just got 125 bare root fruit trees, uh, plums, peaches, and nectarines donated, but I have no place to store them. Do you have a place I can store them? And so he calls Rand Reasoner. He says, Rand says, bring them on over. We can store them on that land. We'll just store them for you until you're ready to, to pick them up. So they go and they, they take these bare root trees and they had to cover them with mulch. That's what you have to do with them. That's what they told me. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> And so, anyway, so then the next day the woman says, I don't have any synagogues or congregations that can use those fruit trees. Can the place that we, you know, can the place that you're storing them at use those trees? So, within less than 48 hours, 125 fruit trees were planted at Prince of Peace Woodland Hills for free for free. And the beauty there, the beauty there is that they have a feeding program. They have a food pantry. So now as the, as the trees mature, they'll have fresh fruit to add into the bags and boxes that they give out to families. That's beautiful. And that's Bishop Bruno's dream 
for this diocese is to have more of those things happen where because there's so many people that are food deprived, especially fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables, he's very, he's very concerned about turning land, uh, any land or lawn into garden. And so I had forgotten that this church was built on a farm. And you actually have a wonderful preschool garden back there. Although, you know, this is a strip right back here, Father. There's a strip right back there. I think, that, I think we could grow toma- at least tomatoes or pole beans against the thing. I don't know, but there's a strip of land there. So I don't, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody, but you guys can get busy back there. Well, I tried, I pointed out the chapel window and I said, well, there's this little plot of land right there. Well, Bishop, that's the memorial garden. Okay, now, well, never mind. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I thought it would be fun to have tomatoes coming up back there, but, but when I found out that, when I found out what it was, well, that just wouldn't be right, would it? No. Okay. No. Well, no. <laughs> but there's a plot of land back here. No pressure. There's no pressure about that. So, so these are among the movements of the Holy Spirit that's starting to transform different, transform different parts of our diocese into really living, living islands of hope. But I want to talk about one more thing that happened, and I, I, I found it this morning. And uh, this is a different kind of hope. I want to personally thank the clergy here for raising up amazing people for confirmation. Having a a year-long program is very difficult to run and very difficult to do. Um, But you all, being confirmed and and, uh, reaffirmed today, um, have made this commitment for a year, especially the young people. I can't believe that you spent a year doing this. That's amazing. And can I tell you the fruit of the spirit that came out of that and the power of social media? So this morning, I'm on Facebook. I love Facebook. I live on Facebook. That four square Twitter, I'm on it all. Instagram, I got this whole thing wired. And so I'm checking Facebook this morning, and I see a posting from Allison, you know, congratulating the people that are sitting here that I'm about to lay hands on in a couple minutes. And then, you know, sometimes I read the comments underneath those. I don't always read comments, but something drew me to the comments. And there was this man that's, is he's your age, Allison? You went to high school together. He writes this, well, let me just say, I read it, and my first reaction is, gosh, you're a Yahoo, you know? Just, just it's like, he wrote this like bizarre thing about, you know, faith and, you know, are, are the young people ready to be confirmed, da 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 Rachel Lim, sitting right <laughs> over there, responds, zip, and she nailed it. And so, and then he, not, not happy with being nailed the first time, he writes again, and she's right there, zip. <laughs> and she, he does it a third time, and she's right there. You all should be very proud. <laughs> Rachel, where, where are your parents? Very well done. <laughs> and very well done. Very well done. That, I thought to myself, I haven't met this young lady or the rest of this group yet, but this is fabulous because it says that 
during this year of learning, the Holy Spirit moved and lessons were learned, instruction was received, and you've created an articulate group articulating our faith. And isn't that the biggest blessing we could have? So if you want to go on Facebook, for those of you on Facebook, check it out. Rachel just nailed it. I was never so proud to be an Episcopalian. Never so proud. So what I want to invite you all to do is even if you have a very small plot of land in your homes, grow food. I know you have a, a cart here that you, that you share fruit and vegetables from people's gardens. They bring it in. That's wonderful. Grow food. Uh, my husband is growing food. He's the potato king right now. He, where are you, Steve? He's right, that's my husband right there. So he's the potato king. And he's got, he's got a plot of land. At, well, actually, you know, we live in Irvine. So, you know, very big houses on very small pieces of land. That's Irvine. So he'll say, he'll say to me, Diane, I'm going out to the back 40 to farm. <laughs> Which is literally on the other side of the, it's just on the other side of the pool. It's just a little thing. And so, um, and then he also has a plot at St. Paul's in Tustin. So maybe turn that, turn that back area. <laughs> Into, into a community garden. That would be wonderful. You can sell plots. He's looking at me now. Okay. Okay. If he's shaking his head, no, don't tell me. Okay. But turn whatever you have into, into something that can give life, uh, not only for you and your families, but, but for families that might not have the opportunity to have anything that's fresh. And we pray and say all of this in the name of the one who came to give us life and give us life abundantly. Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen.